Hi there and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox. Today we discuss emotional boundaries while dating. As promised, I have another video for you guys. Um, like always, my dog is in the background, so if you guys hear some noise, just know that it's him moving around and doing stuff that um, he typically doesn't do, but always does when the camera's on. So, <laughs> so um, it's very sunny outside. I am very happy about that. I always need vitamin D, and whenever the sun is out, I'm in just a chipper, happy mood. So um, I'm feeling really good and I'm feeling really excited to, you know, make this video. Um, we're going to discuss emotional boundaries and we're going to discuss them in particular with dating. Um, I think we all need emotional boundaries while dating because it helps us enjoy the dating process. And these boundaries that I'm going to outline for you all, they have been really great for me. And I hope that you guys can use them for yourself and it can help you make the dating experience just fun. I, I, I enjoy dating. I have had great dates. Um, I've had not so great dates as well, but it really never impacted me that much because I have the emotional boundaries to keep me, keep myself in check. Um, but before we discuss the meat of the episode... I will always have to start out with some updates from me, some updates from the world and the song of the week. This is my podcast format and I thought this is just, I kind of like this format um, and I'm going to keep it with the videos as well. So bear with me. Um, so about me, uh, we're talking about dating and I want to talk about dating about myself. I think it's great for me to be a little bit more personable and just be honest with the things that's going on in my life um not to say that i haven't been i'm just always a little bit more um i don't know if it would be guarded but i am selective in what i share that's what i do so i've been dating on and off this past mm, couple years and i have to say i've been having like a lot of fun i have been having so much fun i've experienced different type of people uh, moments I'm learning more about my needs and my wants and I've also noticed that the more I date um, the closer I get to the type of guy that I want in my life or the type of guy that I want to share my life with for example one person that I was dating was very transparent and honest and I appreciated the lack of fear of behind that or the they didn't wish to control the pace or path of the relationship because I think with dishonesty, that's what the that's what the intention is, is just to control the relationship. And I just appreciated the honesty and the lack or just not wanting to control the relationship and just giving me putting the ball in my court so that I can decide what's right for me. So I know the next person that I will date will have, or the next people that I will date will have more parts of these in addition to other traits that I've experienced over the last year. Um, I also had a revelation that's, it's funny, but it's not at the same time. Um, Y'all gonna look at me and be like, now nah, Charlie, come on girl. So you know how men, they thank the women they dated in the past 
and they they say like oh they helped me become the person i am today they write these captions out and they like apologize for the chaos and the mess they left behind so i realized that that i am that person in that relationship i am the person who thinks the men in my dating experiences for helping me become the person that I am today um I kind of am the man in a relationship I hate to say it like that but I am um I am the one who learned from them and left chaos behind and it's funny because it feels like I'm balancing the skills but it's also not funny because these people they did not deserve that um and they shouldn't have to help me wade through my own trauma or deal with my own insecurities that have been created by my caretakers that really wasn't their job they were just they wanted to date me they were interested in me they liked me um but i had so much baggage um not even from dating just from growing up that it became their job and I have to be the person, the guy with the Instagram caption, and I got to thank them. I have to thank them for helping me and getting me to the space where I am full, I'm healthy, I'm healed, I'm a loving person. Unfortunately, with the exception of one guy, um, I do think he deserved everything that he got. But most of these guys have made me better um, and made me better. And I know that whoever it is that I'm going to end up with, they are going to appreciate the work that they've done on me. So um, I thought that was funny. It's not at the same time, but I just want to, you know, put that out there that sometimes you also use men to grow. Um, so let's get into about the world. Uh, you guys know that Beyonce, she dropped her Renaissance tickets and I got to tell you all, I had so much drama behind getting these tickets. I had an argument with my sister over the process. I had to drop her. I love you, sister. Um, we're back in a better room. <laughs> we're, we're, we have resolved our issues, but that, I had to drop her. I had to decide to go with my best friend in Houston. Um, despite being selected to be on the wait list, I didn't get the code. One of my friends got the code, but then they let the code expired. I found I had to find good tickets on Ticketmaster. I had to look for the resale platform, which I think is Ticketmaster. I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of tweets like the resale platform is Ticketmaster. Um, I got my tickets, um, but I'm going to let you guys know that I was having heart palpitations because these tickets were a serious deal to me. I really had to think about it. I'm like, Beyonce is in her 40s. Of course, she's going to get better. Of course, she's going to always perform to the she's going to be the best performer. I get it. But it takes her about five to six, sometimes seven, eight years for her to drop a new album. So this is the time to get those tickets. Um, by the time she drops another album, which is not even promised, she's going to be like maybe 47, 48. And 
you know, our bodies, they grow. And when you get older, you're not able to do the things that you've done when you're younger. So I really, I thought about this and I'm just like, I'm going to put, I don't care how much money I need to put towards these tickets, but I'm going to put that money towards these tickets because I want to be the person who said I experienced Beyonce in her prime. Um, I got to experience the Beyonce at the top, the most top level where her voice has developed and grown so much because like in the Dubai concert, we saw how strong that voice is. And when I listen from, you know, Crazy in Love up until now, like her voice is so strong, like you can see the evolution. So I had to get these tickets. And since I got these tickets, I, you know, I want to say I hope you guys got your tickets. I'm not sure if you got them. I hope you did. But I know for a fact, and I said this on my Twitter, whoever files for that lawsuit against Ticketmaster, I need them to reach out to me uh, because I'm willing to write uh, all the letters. I will show up. I will testify. I will cry on the stand. I will point at the Ticketmaster CEO and tell them all the stuff that they have done to me. I am willing to show the financial and physical damages. I'm just willing to go there because I think this process was so stupid. I hated it. I It stressed me the fuck out. I don't ever want to go through a ticket purchasing process like that again. And it was very unnecessary. It was so unnecessary. I do agree with all the other takes on Twitter that the people who bought the Renaissance boxes or who bought the merch should have had priority. Um, and Or the people who have been a uh, who have signed up on the Beyonce.com, uh, who have signed up as a Beehive member. They should have gotten priority, but that's not what happened. So uh, this is ridiculous. I'm never I'm never going to forgive Ticketmaster for making me jump through hoops to see Beyonce and experience this album live. Um, that's just my rant. Um, I just had to get that out because that was really bothering me and I was stressing me out. If you guys hear some chomping in the back, that's my dog. Like I said, every time I'm on camera or I'm recording something, he has to find a way to make it about himself. <laughs> and I don't know if he picked that from picked that up for me or that's a him thing, but it's always what he has to do. Uh, the song of the week this week is Freaky T. Any Freaky T mix. I heard the Pendergrass one. I heard the Three Six Mafia one. Her flow, that song and her flow is just so good that it can be almost mixed with any beat and it, the song will sound great. So uh, if you want to go to SoundCloud and put in Freaky T, you can just listen to every Freaky T mix and enjoy yourself. So that's my song of the week. I've been banging that um, because it's a sunny, beautiful day. I always think... A great playlist or a great song will make it better. And this song just it makes my day better. Now let's get into this main topic. Um, this main topic I thought was just it, it's something that I thought was great to touch on. I had many people uh, on my Twitter just kind of hinting or touching on this. And I thought, you know what, let me consolidate my thoughts 
around emotional boundaries around dating and provide a really really good in-depth episode with tips to help you enjoy the dating process because once you put these emotional boundaries up the dating process is so fun it's so fun i love making out i love experience a new experience with someone i love trying things i love someone getting to know me i love getting to know someone it is a quite fun experience if you choose people who you actually like and also if you have your emotional boundaries very firm very strong and that is something i want to give to you as a present all right so this episode is for the hyper aware who is ready to leave at the slightest inconvenience and that's me i'm always aware of what someone's doing and if they do anything that is like "Mm -mm, that's a red flag i just leave um i'm better at it i don't do that as much anymore but this is for you and me this is for the overly invested who take apart every dating process and they they kind of analyze everything and they do so in a way that they take every part of the process personally these two groups they are basically one in the same they suffer from the same affliction which is trauma from relationships or childhood and a lack of emotional boundaries to help them cope with their dating anxieties there is something like super profoundly vulnerable about dating it exposes you in a way that no other relationship does you put yourself out there based on an initial attraction or some chemistry or something you know, like something's interesting about them i want to try out i want to try this dating thing with them then you date them to see if that initial spark can grow into something loving and long-lasting and healthy and on each date you are asking yourself do you like them and you probably because you have some anxieties around dating you're probably asking yourself like maybe 60 percent of the time you're trying to figure out if they like you then you ask yourself if they are good enough for you for your lifestyle for your values for your goals and vice versa And these questions create loads of anxiety because it's hard to have a definite answer while you're dating. No matter how clear the communication is, there's a chance that people are misleading you. There is also volatility because the energy can change at any moment and for any reason. So it is important for us to be connected to ourselves and create a plan of action that ensures we are relaxed comforted and coping well with this instability and vulnerability around dating right before we even like get to the dating process there are a few boundaries that you have to put in place and truths that you need to acknowledge that will help you enjoy the dating process the first boundary you should put in place is to continue building your self-worth 
you know, uh, most of your anxiety and fear are the result of a lack of trust and belief in yourself. You develop this because it wasn't instilled in you initially or a relationship made you question your sanity. So you must actively do things to build your self-love, your trust in yourself, and your belief in yourself. And some of pro- some processes that may help you develop this because you, you just want to make sure that your self-worth is strong and it's not dependent on whether someone likes you. The process that can help you build your self-worth you can look at my previous video that have some steps, but here are some quick ones. Affirmations, working out, journaling, mirror talk, positive self-talk, therapy, putting post-it notes around the house that encourage you and push you to hope uh, and, and push you to love and care about yourself. You can choose one. You can do them all, but you need to make sure that you're constantly pouring into yourself. Um, A little caveat, don't let the honeymoon stage be your source of self-esteem. I know that when you're dating and it's going well and it feels good, you have a little pep in your step. That's fine. We, you know, you, you feel a little bit like, you know, I'm that bitch, whatever, um, But you cannot hoist your self-esteem or your self-worth on that feeling because if or when that ends, your self-esteem will plummet along with the relationship. So just remember that that honeymoon stage is an unstable source or energy to utilize for self-worth. You need to find something a little bit more stable so that you your your self-worth and your self-esteem aren't wavering another thought you should acknowledge is that dating no matter how strong your self-worth is um how or the bad bitch you think you are how strong your self-esteem is dating is always going to be a vulnerable process you're always going to feel vulnerable in this process So if you feel anxious due to the vulnerability of the process, that's not an indication of anything that's unhealthy about you or you need to fix something. You don't love yourself enough. That has nothing to do with you. The process is vulnerable. It's like public speaking. Everybody, no matter how great of a public speaker they are, they have some anxieties behind it. Even the president may have some anxieties behind it. That's just the nature of the process. So to have more clarity and direction while dating, uh, there are a few things you should define for yourself. And they are non-negotiables and values. Both of these things, they're going to help you with self-accountability and your boundaries. And if you're unclear about where to start I would suggest just typing in Google about boundaries and non-negotiable or go to YouTube there are so many videos so many resources that you can pull from you don't have to use their exact list but if something resonates with you you can pull from the list and add it onto a word document or a journal so that you are aware of what works for you 
and the key for this is to outline it before you start dating of course you can add on to it as you date more and as you experience more people but you need to define it before dating because you you will look at your partner's actions and if they show you non-negotiables you got to take yourself away from that relationship because you know that they don't naturally show up in a way that is safe for you with boundaries with non-negotiables with values um this is something that you especially with boundaries you really have to internalize this thought you don't have to convince anyone to honor your boundaries that's not your job your job is not to convince someone to honor your boundaries your boundaries are for you and your safety right so you state them you give people around you the opportunity to honor you honor them or dishonor them and if they dishonor them you remove yourself boundaries isn't a negotiation process it is you stated they honor it you guys can keep the relationship going you know that it's safe and that you can thrive in this relationship or they dishonor them and they tell you through their actions that they do not respect you they do not respect your boundaries and if they have these two perspectives about you in this relationship all it's going to do is create more harm so you have to remove yourself from that type of relationship when you are an anxious dater i will say that you know non-negotiables and boundaries they are great but sometimes it is really easy to find an issue with someone because your anxiety can create a lot of problems when there aren't really they they aren't always there right um even if you think about just anxiety not even dating just regular life you can have anxiety about let's say for instance walking around in your neighborhood or something like that your anxiety will say oh my god somebody's gonna punch you somebody's gonna steal from you somebody's gonna rob you you're gonna step in dog shit um somebody a dog's gonna bite you like that's lies that your brain is creating and that's a problem that's not always there which is why it's important for you to define your values when you're dating um defining your values you not only know what works for you but when it shows up you will recognize that this person has some vital things that are healthy and helpful for this relationship it also just trains your mind to not always focus on the negative or the non-negotiables it trains your mind to look for the positives of of the people who you're dating um to be open to what beauty that they can provide for you you need to have a balance of the positives and the goods the non-negotiables and the values so you need to kind of decide on what that balance looks like and how you're going to operate while you're dating um beyond the list of non-negotiables and values 
you got to learn to trust yourself. And we talked about this in, you know, pushing, creating and uh, pouring into yourself, giving yourself self-worth so that you can trust yourself and you can believe in yourself. Uh, when you're learning to trust yourself, you just re- just remind yourself that this is a muscle and you will have to work on it and it will build itself in time. And one of the ways that you can build this muscle is and, and build this muscle and rely on yourself is through honoring your boundaries. Boundaries keep you safe when you act on them and that is the proof you have that you can trust yourself. Um, So like if you set out a boundary and you see someone isn't respecting that and you take yourself away from that, now you have evidence that you can trust yourself, that you will do what's right for you. Because that's really what the anxiety behind, you know, distrusting yourself is, is that in the past you may have seen red flags or you may have overlooked some, you know, statements that this person made or that uh, these, the statements that this person made that, you know, later showed up in you guys' relationship and you are upset at yourself, you are shameful about this. And you're mad that you didn't trust your gut or you didn't listen to yourself. So now, you know, in in the present, you think that you will not respect yourself and you will not do things to keep yourself safe. And that's an untrue statement. Um, And you can't when you're talking about self-belief, you can't just say, oh, that's an untrue statement. You have to provide evidence. And the evidence that you can provide is your boundaries, your boundaries, your boundaries, honoring them, acting on them. That's your evidence. You can also disprove the story in your head by honoring your boundaries. You, the, the story of I can't trust myself. Well, the boundaries and you acting on them. That's the evidence. All right. And last but certainly not least, keep, then this is my favorite one, and this is the one, if you don't listen to anything, this is what you should definitely listen to. Keep your life focused on you. That means you can do a basic safety sweep online, because I do think you should like Google search people, look at their... Um, make sure they're not married, look at their um, uh, criminal history, because that can stop you from getting in a relationship with an abuser. But no social media stalking to figure out what type of person your partner is. No fantasizing about what you guys could be. No overanalyzing conversations or text messages that you had. Don't let your friends validate your fantasy. Your job is to be be present and focus on your life. When the convo, the date, the text is done, it's back to your life. Focus on your day. 
ways to make yourself happier, what you will do this weekend, what you will eat, how you're going to work out. Keep your schedule and travel. Do things you've done, do things you've been doing, and keep your focus on yourself. This last step controls the spiral. We spiral, we get out of control because we take pieces of information and create a story that either supports our insecurities or makes a, make us feel more vulnerable. And when you have your mind on others and you're taking all this evidence in and you're trying to create this story, you're basically giving your mind more ammunition to lose focus. So don't give your mind ammunition. Don't provide any more evidence or don't, you know, constantly review your text and go through your convos and comb through everything to figure out what this person is thinking. You will never know. You will never know. And the only way you can know is through actions. So stop giving your mind ammunition. Stop creating stories and focus on yourself. Your priority is you. So keep your life focused on you. If you you be present, you be in the moment, you date this person, you go on a date with this person. After that date, back to you. You have a conversation with this person. You guys talk about whatever. After the phone ends, back to you. After y'all text, back to you. Stop spiraling out of control and stop creating stories that have nothing to do with you. That's probably not even true. And that is just your, your imagination running awry. And on that note, you all take care.